This is the Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking, problem solving, collaboration, and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills. Today is a part two podcast where we're interviewing Danielle Mullins and Kayla Rodner as they talk about the transition from preschool to kindergarten for those fours turning to five. And we want to just rejoin that podcast now where we're talking with Danielle and Kate. And I know whenever I come in the room for kindergarten, I see right there at the beginning, you guys have like a sign-in area. Mm-hmm. Um, with preschool, uh, preschool, I'm trying to think now. I know the parents actually have to sign them in because we're state regulated, but do the kids also, are you working on that with preschool too? Yes, absolutely. That is the first procedure they, they know. Um, when they come in, they put their backpack away, and then they sign their name in. And, and most of mine going to kindergarten don't even need the name sample, right? They're ready to go. And so we kind of adjust that accordingly throughout the year. At first, they're just tracing their letters, and then we remove those letters and just put a small sample of their name above. So they're getting that additional challenge and, and preparing them for kinder. Nice. And I know that you guys would carry that over. I see that as the we year do. goes on, you get less and less of the examples and more and more of just blank spaces that they're signing in on. Um, and I think that's one of those similarities when you walk into the rooms. The rooms... Um, the entryway is going to look the same, right? They're going to be able to put their bags up. They're going to know to look for their place to put their bags. They're going to know to sign mm-hmm. in. Um, it's just a difference of in preschool, mom and dad were right there with them. Um, and in kindergarten, that's not the case. Right. Um, so what do you think, um, as you were looked on the outside in, Danielle, and you were planning with that, you heard Kayla's response about what she feels like are some of the biggest differences. What would you think of as the biggest differences? I think in preschool, we do have adequate time each day for centers, so a chance for students to kind of get up and explore and um, work with different peers in that way. Um, you know, there are, there are definitely differences, but I almost feel like we could circle back to more of the similarities um, in those two classes. Um, like you said, the, like the layouts of the classrooms are the same. The lighting is similar. You know, I think that creates a lot of comfort for these students yeah. as they transition to. Um, and I think that may, may put them at ease a little bit. So Absolutely. And, and that's a good point of when we're, it's almost hard to pick some of those differences because there are so many things that are, are alike. Mm-hmm. And so the kids are kind of used to finding their space in the classroom and, you know, learning their, their area in the carpet for the community circles. And we, we keep a lot of those things going. Um, in from preschool into kindergarten and so I think that's a good idea yeah Um, and one thing that Danielle and I were mentioning um, earlier as well as the level of responsibility is a little bit different Um, they have a TA all day where we have have a TA half a day Um, and so you know in terms of being well prepared with their materials and you know putting their art certs on by themselves or you know getting their shoes back on or going to the bathroom independently you know Mm -hmm. those are things you know, apart from academics, that we expect them in that transition as well. So it's just a heightened level of responsibility, but it's just, it just helps them, you know, continue to develop as citizens and finding their way, you know, in the kindergarten classroom. So it's not, it's a positive thing, you know, just giving them more leadership roles and just, and how to navigate that. Very cool. Um, So when you're thinking about a parent that is getting ready to go through this, possibly it's a first child, they don't know what this is like, and maybe they have that concern of like you know when we get to summer what do i need to do to help prepare them you talked a little bit about endurance of getting through the day Uh, what 
what other things are out there? Are there things academically they should be working with their kid through the summer? Are there things uh, socially they should be doing with their kids? What, what, what advice, I guess, would you give? Yeah, so um, socially, I would just say the more social settings you can get them in where they're, they're interacting with kids at their age, you know, the better. Just because, yeah, they've had exposure there, but, um, you know, that's never going to hurt them. Just allowing them to make you know, friendships and develop leadership roles and just effective communication, like Danielle mentioned, that's that's always very beneficial. And then we mentioned maybe cutting back on naps toward the later half, just so they can kind of get used to what that feels like and how they can cope with that. And then academically, simple things like gross motor, running, skipping, you know, just building up their body strength and then fine motor. So something writing their name, writing their letters, um, cutting, cutting is a big one. Just yeah. developing those small muscles in their hands so that they have even that endurance. You know, we try not to do a ton of worksheets, but still, just cutting and you know, even molding play-doh, anything like that, where they can move those small muscles in their hands is really beneficial, and it'll help them when they carry over into kindergarten. Um, and then letters and letter sounds is huge. Obviously, that's a big piece of our curriculum at the beginning, but just making it fun. Just do letter scavenger hunts in your house or number scavenger hunts, counting, just so that they don't lose anything that they may have worked so hard to gain, just so that they come and it's just right there and they're ready to continue to apply that. Absolutely. Um, and I know that one of the things that, once again, that's a similarity um, for someone that's here, they're going to be able to have a, a home visit this summer. Mm-hmm where you or the other kindergarten teacher, Sarah, would be able to come and visit them and kind of start that relationship building process. Because we know that one of the biggest factors of their kids' success is relationships, right? So it's relationships with you or it's relationships with their peers. Um, Those are kind of the big ones. We know that elementary, that relationship between student and teacher kind of rises to the top. Mm -hmm. And we're still trying to show them like there are are friends around us that we need to pay attention to so that we're not accidentally elbowing them in the face or whatever. But then, you know, and we talk about that here as they kind of get a little bit older in elementary and in middle school, the the relationship to teacher is not as important as that relationship with peers. And so you guys, I know, do a lot to build that relationship with the kid from home visits um, to the classroom visit uh, that typically occurs like that week before school starts or Mm -hmm. right before the first day of, of school. So why don't you explain a little bit about that so that they know kind of what to expect there? Right. So we do home visits to where we are able to come and meet the child in their space where they're the most comfortable. Um, And so we just kind of take that time to get to know them and play with them and allow them and even their parents to ask us questions. We can kind of give them, we kind of give them an overview of our year, what they can be excited about, tell them about some of our fun field studies, just kind of get them excited and pumped up for kindergarten. And then, you know, whenever they come back that first day, they'll know my face. You know, I'll be able to say, hey, how's, you know, your dog, you know, just something that I can just have that special connection with them. So right away they're like, oh, she remembers that. And I am important and I matter. Yeah. Um, so that just really from the beginning just gives them that confidence and that comfort level to get them started. And then similarly, when they are able to come into the classroom, we have them put their picture in their cubby and their family picture on their desk. So they still may be nervous that very first day, but they're like, hey, this is my space. This is where I belong. And then, hey, I have my family right here. Um, And so it's just an extension of home for them. And so we really try to just make it as special as possible so that it's, you know, the least threatening as possible. Um, And one extra thing that we do this fourth quarter is This year we're doing it a little bit different. Sarah and I are gonna take the upcoming 
kindergarten students and just do some reading and activities in our oh, classrooms nice. more one-on-one we used to go and read to each class but we're like hey let's just take them all and just spend some time with them so they'll get to be in our classrooms and be able to you know interact a little closer with us as well so that's an extra step that we've kind of added this year that's that's a lot of fun and that happens this this quarter i'm assuming yeah in may it's coming yeah. up they're very excited yeah. my threes <laughs> and younger fours are wondering why they're not going I know. Oh, no. <laughs> yes they are i think that's a great way for us too to you know just plant those seeds once again and make that connection for our students before those home visits and they see right. you on campus and they get to go to your classroom and, yeah. and feel that excitement yeah. yeah. And so when you're talking about the fourth quarter and some of the things that you guys are doing, obviously the, the, them visiting a kindergarten classroom is, is a big deal. Um, Danielle, what are some of the things that you guys are planning as kind of just like celebrations to the end of the year? And it, it, I know it's a celebration for everybody at the end of the year, but specifically for these ones that are leaving preschool, what are some things coming up that, that they're going to get to be a part of? You already mentioned family gathering, which they're a part of family gathering, but this is actually on stage at family gathering. Um, are there other things uh, that you guys do to kind of end out the year? So we do, each class kind of has a different incentive program. So um, like marble jars or we do pom-poms in a jar in my class. And when we get that full, um, I try to remember to do shorter, you know, celebration timeframes because if we just have one at the end of the quarter, that is so daunting to them. Is it ever coming? Are we ever going to celebrate? Right. So we do every couple of weeks, just a small thing in the classroom. It could even be, you know, a dance party, just a little, sometimes we'll do a pizza party. Parents will bring in pizza, you know, little things like that but just a focus on the positive even if it's an extra movement that day those little things are so meaningful when they when they know that they have worked so hard to to accomplish those things absolutely and of course it's always nice this time of year because we're a little able to be outside a little bit more and uh, explore those areas around the school as well as uh, play in the in our playground areas and and interact with our friends in that way um, so what else may be out there, uh, Kayla, that you're aware of as far as resource-wise? If, if a parent, maybe they're new to this area or they're just like, I don't know what to do. And I guess this could be for either of you because you, you also, you mentioned your, your parents. And so you kind of know what that's like maybe to be getting ready to get in the summer. And you're like, I don't want my kid like sitting around watching YouTube videos or, or Netflix or something all summer long. What are some things in this area that you'd say, hey, this is really be something good for you to do with your kids uh, regardless of what age, but uh, during this time when they're getting ready to make another transitional step, what are some things in our community that maybe they should be uh, looking to get involved in? Um, I think there's a lot of resources. If you want them, you can look for them, you can find them, but a great start for that could could even be us, right, at school. Hey, you know, we're worried we're, we're going to be on break for a few weeks. What You know, t- check in with your child's teacher, right? Let us help. Also, our school guidance counselor, Kim Hendrick, Hedrick is a great resource as well. Um, she always knows what's going on in the community. Uh, Facebook, I feel like, is a great resource too for moms groups and meetups and play dates. Those ways that you can, you know, keep your child connected to the community. I know the library offers Lego programs and different reading programs throughout the summer as well to to stay connected. Yeah, and um, do we? Quick question: Is our upcoming are our upcoming pre K students able to do Camp CBA or no? Well, I guess it would be pre-K to K. Are they 
able yeah, to do KCPA I think in this I would have to, I think it's age based, but we'd have to check into that. But I think they might be able to. If so. they are, I mean, that'd be yeah. great because that's another way to become more, you know, absolutely acquainted with the school. Um, but if not, there's tons of programs around our community. There's the Muse. I'm sure they have some. Like she mentioned, the library, um, sports type things. Again, just staying active. You know, activating their mind, activating their body, um, and just continuing to develop those social relationships so again it could just be something as simple as a play date you know but just getting out and staying active and just enjoying you know enjoying break but also building that endurance at the same time absolutely you know and a big event coming up for the school um, in may is the ignite night and i know that a lot of you know that's where parents start to meet those teachers again for maybe the first time Mm -hmm. Uh, if they're new to campus they start to see the 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 classroom that their kids going to be in and so that's a great time for them to start making some of that connections to say hey let's maybe set up a play date with with another child Absolutely. you know let me meet their family and and see if we can get the kids together so that you can start building those relationships um, as you go down the road so right. um, I think that's great you guys have been uh, awesome today to sit down with me for a little bit and talk about this it's a very important time in the kids life it can be a very stressful time for the parents uh, if, especially if this is the first one uh, as they're going through this so hopefully they heard some things that'll help put the their minds at ease and and make this transition a little bit better so thank you both thank Thank you for having us this has been the ignition point clayton bradley academy's podcast where every day we work to help students excel through critical thinking problem solving collaboration and use of our lifelong guidelines and life skills if you'd like to find out more about clayton bradley academy you can visit us on our webpage www.claytonbradleyacademy.org or you can find us on social media sites at cba stem or at clayton bradley academy we hope that you have a wonderful day